This program was built on more than myself, on more than the current players, on more than the current head coach. It was built on so many other individuals before us. Today on the Rising Coaches Podcast, we get the pleasure to hear from Tyler Slick, a current member as well as pivotal coach in the Rising Coaches industry and also current coach at Lincoln Memorial University. Coach Slick has made various coaching stops from the high school to Division I ranks at schools such as Minneapolis North High School, Janesville Waldorf Pemberton High School, Bethany Lutheran College, North Dakota State College, Minnesota State University, the University of Memphis, and currently where he is the assistant coach, Lincoln Memorial University. Please welcome Coach Tyler Slick. Prepare your team for success this season with our friends at Dr. Dish Basketball, the official number one selling shooting machine in basketball. If you're looking to transform and focus your team's training efforts, all you have to do is mention rising coaches or tell them we sent you with the Rising Coaches podcast. For an additional $300 off, select Dr. Dish shooting machines. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Rising Coaches Podcast. I'm Doug Caputo alongside Alan Major, and today we are excited to speak with the current assistant coach at Lincoln Memorial University, Coach Tyler Slick. Coach Slick, what's going on? What's going on, guys? Excited to be on. Doug, Alan, excited to talk today and uh, talk hoops and, and, and catch up. Yeah, for sure, man. Appreciate you, brother. This will be fun. Yes, sir. My guy, I was I was telling him before, telling Alan right before too, like you know, um, chopping it up with you, just kind of progressed to this. Now you're at a, at a absolute powerhouse program in D two, and then I mean, obviously we'll get into your uh, background here in a second, and yeah. your background actually is very relevant for a lot of people, just because of the the steps that you took, the leaps that you took to get to where you are now, um, and then we'll we'll even ask you a couple questions, just kind of on rising coaches' sake, just to be able to you know, how it's helped you and so on. Then we'll get into our final segment, learn a little bit more about you and go from there. All right. man, Let's do it. Puts you in the hot seat. Okay. So um, first things first, you know, as I mentioned, we'll talk about your journey. So starting your coaching career at a young age um, and you were even coaching while you were still in school. Yeah. So you were in various roles and I'll kind of touch on them real quick in high school, a couple different high schools. You won a D2 state championship in Minneapolis North High School. Um, And then one more stop in high school. And then you get into a D3 gig at Bethany Lutheran College. Yeah. Talk about, first off, just being at those high schools, being able to, one, win that championship, and then, two, being able to move from a high school to a Division three, and kind of moving up the ranks from high school to to college there. Yeah, for sure. So when I I first started coaching, I was 18 years old. um, and uh, I was still in school. I was a freshman in college, just uh, graduated high school and really just stepped on campus at Minnesota State Mankato. And uh, I knew I wanted to get into basketball and, and be in the sports realm. So uh, I got a, a coaching job at a local high school in southern Minnesota at Janesville Waldorf Pemberton. Um, I coached there for two years and um, it was just a different side of the game. You know, I, I played in high school, um, never had the opportunity to play in college. So I was uh, I didn't have that opportunity because I wasn't a great player, but uh, I loved the game. I had a great uh, insight and knowledge of the game. And um, so being able to coach at the, at Janesville was a great opportunity for me, um, being able to be there for two years and uh, and just learn how to uh, uh, coach and, and navigate and have a, have a coaching voice, I think is important. And um, so I learned that at an early age. And uh, from there, I was able to, uh, to coach uh, at Minneapolis North High School uh very fortunate for that for that experience we uh we won a state championship when i was there in my one year and uh, a lot of really great coaches and players and uh coach larry mckenzie was the head coach at the time and uh he's a hall of fame high school coach in the state of minnesota so uh fortunate to learn from him and uh kind of how he runs a program with discipline and and how we how we just kind of operated on a day-to-day um and then from there being able to get into the college ranks i knew that if i wanted to continue continue to coach um, you know, and, and make uh, uh, and make a living doing so. I had to uh, try to get into college, and um, I wanted to see what that was like, uh, see if I could attain that. And uh, so I really tried to get super connected uh, in basketball, whether it was working basketball camps in the summertime and volunteering my time to uh, to get into the college ranks. And I was uh, lucky enough to do so at Bethany Lutheran College uh, in Mankato uh, when I was still uh, in school and. 
um, was there for two years, learned a, a great deal about college athletics, uh, how to operate a college program. We weren't very good. Uh, don't get me wrong. We weren't very good. <laughs> uh, but but those, the struggles that we had in my two years, I think, uh, has, has helped me throughout my, my coaching journey. Being able to, to be there and learn and no matter where you go or what you do in life, as long as you can learn, I think that's the, the most beneficial thing. So I was just fortunate for that opportunity. Let me ask you this, Tyler. Like, did you know, it's kind of a two-part question. One, yeah. did you know before you finished playing in high school that you wanted to get into coaching? So that's part, part A of the question. Part yeah. B is, was it a camp relationship or a working camps relationship that led to Bethany Lutheran? Yeah, so uh, part A of your question, I actually didn't know I wanted to coach after I got done with high school. Um, I knew I wanted to be involved in sports because it was such a big avenue in my life and uh, it helped me in a lot of different ways. But I didn't know coaching. Like, I first thought like maybe like working in college athletics or being in the athletic department, um, just being around a sport. Uh, but then when the opportunity to present itself to a have a job in college to make a little money it wasn't anything <laughs> right exactly. money um, like yeah i can coach and eat at the yeah. same time like, all <laughs> exactly. right this is great <laughs> exactly so being able to uh being able to do that and when i when i first you know when we first had practice or the first couple of games you know you just fall in love with it you fall in love with the process of helping under other people just trying to accomplish something um you know individually and then obviously as a team so uh from there, the the love just kind of grew for me because um, I um, I just I, I love being a part of that process. And then part two of your question, the uh, the camp relationships definitely helped uh, helped me get uh, the Bethany Lutheran job. I was able to uh, use connections and resources to kind of help me throughout the process. So it definitely helped um, in terms of you know the coaches and people at Bethany Lutheran making calls and talking to different people about me and who I am and, and, you know, what value I can bring. Uh, so working camps at, you know, Creighton and Duke and Minnesota and other third-party camps, whether it's with Gannon Baker or, or Point Guard College, you know, just a bunch of different stuff to meet people, get my foot in the door. And um, it was a uh, it was a blessing for me because I, I learned, obviously, the camp realm of, of uh, college basketball or college athletics, you know, how to work a camp and what goes into all that stuff. But then just being able to meet people, you know, it's – being able to build relationships and um, have genuine relationships about uh, coaching and life. And uh, so it definitely helped me throughout that process at, at Bethany Lutheran and, and still, you know, where I am today. You know, I'm glad you shared that because there was a time like, and I really before AAU blew up, like that's what guys did. Like that yeah. was, yeah. that was guys summertime was camps, you know, and now sure. I think it's shifted where maybe guys maybe don't work camps as much it's more can i get involved with an aau program or a grassroots thing and meet guys meet coaches that way either way you know yeah. it's like hey great do what you have to do either way but um we talk about that on this show a lot and a lot of guys have come on and said like camps were the way that they kind of met some people yeah. and it's you know we we like to use the phrase your one handshake away from your life changing so yeah absolutely like you just you just never know i mean you and doug you know, we were just talking about it before you went right when we jumped on, like you guys yeah. met through this, this platform that we have now. So, um, yeah, relationships are such a big deal. And, and we always try to push that on this, on this show that, you know, don't ever underestimate or say, ah, you know, this guy is only at this place. I'm not gonna, you know, treat them all with great value. Cause you never know what's going to happen you know, with one of those relationships. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't know where, where guys end up or where the process takes people and um, being able to, as, as a lot of coaches have done, like you said, work camps and, you know, sweat in the dorm rooms for four or five nights. <laughs> That's right. Drive all right. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of, exactly. You get to build a lot of toughness. Bad dorm food, yeah, yeah. Sleeping in bunk beds. And, yeah. Yeah. Home uh, yards. Absolutely. Find out who you're, you're, absolutely. uh, who your partner is to stay in there with you. And you're like, Oh God, this is, a you <laughs> snore too. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, that. And you mentioned the Gannon Baker uh, workouts yeah. and, and uh, also kind of working with the pro teams too, a little bit, some of the NBA teams, what were some like responsibilities? Cause I know you even did some pre-draft workouts as well. Like what were some yeah. roles and responsibilities that you did for with those camps and, and those workouts? 
Yeah, so I met uh, a little backstory. I met Gannon Baker uh, when I was 20 years old. Um, I met him through a connection of mine named Scott Savore. Uh, he he owns his own business up in Minnesota. It's like it's called Uncommon Competitor. Um, one of the smartest, most unique individual uh, you know people that I've ever met in my life. Uh, super super gifted in what he does, and um, so he connected me with Gannon. And when I met Gannon at 20, you know my whole mindset was. Uh, I just want to help. You know, I just want to provide that value, uh, regardless of compensation. What value can I bring to other people? And uh, I think that's so important because uh, people lose sight of that. Uh, in my opinion, I think being able to bring value on a day-to-day basis is so important. So when I met Gannon, it was just, you know, what can I do to help? You know, so at first it started out with um, helping him, you know, build his website, helping him uh, do some stuff online so he could build that type of platform. Uh, for his business because he was kind of transitioning from like uh, doing a bunch of on-court skill demonstration to um, kind of an online platform, you know, now he still does both for sure, but um, he was kind of in that transition of uh, that platform. So uh, I helped him build that and uh, the relationship grew stronger and stronger and working with Gannon and and his business partner, Mihai, and I was just being uh, able to cultivate that relationship. And then uh, the pre-draft stuff kind of started to come as that relationship grew, you know, two or three years later. And um, I was able to fly down to Florida and uh, help Gannon work out, you know, different guys uh, that played in college trying to get ready for the NBA and being able to be in those workouts, whether it's lead certain drills or, you know, I'm guarding or whatever Gannon really needs help with, you know, just trying to, again, provide that value. And um, so it would be down in Florida or I'd go to North Dakota or you know, just trying to go to different places throughout the country to help him a provide value for his for his pre-draft workouts, but then also help guys get better, help them get recognition, whether it's uh, getting a you know getting a, a tryout for a team or ended up going overseas, whatever the situation is. So, yeah. um, very fortunate again to learn. At the end of the day, you know, I'm learning from one of the best skill development guys in the business too. You know, so yeah, um, there's a lot of different angles and things of areas where I learned. Um, you know, just how to. Uh, operate, you know, in a basketball business, whether it's skill, skill training or skill development. And that kind of helped me build my own uh, platform for skill training. Um, you know, so uh, working with Gannon for the last seven, eight, 10 years is, is, has been phenomenal. Just being able to pick his brain and learn every single day. And there's always been one thing too. Like, so I, I don't remember who told me that this was, it was years ago. Somebody told me every coach you work with, take one thing from them. Yeah. Take one major piece from them and then that piece form it into yourself. So like all the coaches that I've worked with, yeah. you know, I, I've one of them was amazing with connects. So that's why when I was a grad assistant at Westminster, I was trying to form as many connects as possible. Next one was like discipline and, and then just learn from all of them. And then you start to form yourself out of it. And I mean, we're still young coaches, but at the same sure. point, like I feel like we're at least getting our feet a little more wet and learn a little more um, with being around, you know, good people. And uh, yeah. And kind of on top of that, then you go into uh, at various places, North Dakota State, <coughs> Minnesota State University, yeah. some of the roles and, and responsibilities that you had there while in those positions. After I left, uh, where was I? After I left Minneapolis North, uh, I had the opportunity to coach at North Dakota State College of Science, uh, which mm-hmm. was located in Wapiton, North Dakota. Uh, and that was a Division One junior college. So for me, being able to, uh, A, go from Minnesota, which is a really cold state, and then go to North Dakota, which is an even colder state, uh, was, was something I didn't think I didn't think that happened or that was a, a thing in life. Uh, but North Dakota is a very, very cold uh, place to live. But being able to coach junior college basketball was probably up there as one of the best experiences uh, just because uh, you get to learn how to handle every situation in the book to a certain degree. At that time, and when you coach junior college, those kids are are trying to make a name for themselves. Uh, themselves, you know, they're either trying to improve themselves academically or trying to improve their stock athletically. You know, so um, trying to help them accomplish a goal individually, but still understand that to reach that individual goal, it's a, there's a team goal that has to happen first. So unbelievable time up there. I spent two years and. Um, just doing a bunch of different things, whether it's academic advising, whether it's scouting reports, recruiting, skill development, I mean, housing, housing, <laughs> uh, all the things in the all the things in the book that you could imagine. I mean, um, 
So I was, you know, being up there, I, I worked with Stu Engen, who was the head coach. He's still the head coach there at this time. And it makes it makes your job a lot easier when you work with good people, you know. Uh, in every place oh, that yeah. I've been, I, I've had that opportunity. So working with Stu and uh, Jordan Burton and Alex Fodness, guys that are still in coaching today at, at you know, different schools. And, um, you know, just fortunate to to be in that, uh, that realm, you know. So um, when I spent those two years up there, it was um, – it was nothing but uh, stressful times, but also exciting and, and learning times for sure. <laughs> yeah, never a dull moment. No, absolutely yeah, not. Sure. Absolutely not. And then I guess kind of how did you get into, I should say, from those high school positions and then go from Bethany Lutheran? How did you get into that, like, big jump from D3 to D, uh, well, I should say D1 over to North Dakota? It's hard because it's, you know, you – at the end of the day, in my opinion, it all comes back to the people that you know, as as any business or organization that you work with, whether it's coaching or uh, sales, or it, it doesn't really matter. As long as uh, if you know the right people and first and foremost, you're you're a good person and you want to do the right thing and and uh, not always look for the handouts or uh, look for the next best thing. Um, so being able to know, uh, know individuals and then you just got to work hard and uh, you know, everyone works hard, right? But what kind of different value can you bring uh, to a certain program to yourself? How can you, how can you continue to evolve as an individual? It was something that was that was big for me. Um, so being able to continue to learn, whether it's reading books or uh, learning from people on rising coaches, whether it's you know, I, I use rising coaches a lot. You know, going through my uh, North Dakota years, my uh, Minneapolis North, Minnesota State, Mankato, I used. Uh, this platform a lot to grow and learn from other people doing podcasts and other people doing talk and teach. And, um, you know, so it's being able to have relationships is huge and um, being able to set yourself up and be different, I think is also a, a valuable asset to have. So um, doing that was big for me. And I, I think to a certain degree, I got lucky because people took a chance on me um, and I, and I just continued to, uh, you know, work hard for the people that gave me opportunities, you know. Well, to your credit, you gave them a reason. Yeah. Right. You yeah. Know, most, none of us are going to take a chance unless we feel there's a, it's a good chance. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, you know, you, you gave them a reason to take that chance on you, which, you know, credit to you, man, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I honestly, it, it's, I feel like truthfully being at the right place at the right time, you know, like so you, you got a division two state championship um, and I'm sure you helped out a ton with that, but at the same point, you were at the right place, which was a huge resume builder for yeah. you. Uh, and then being able to, you know, like you mentioned, get hooked up with Gannon, get those pre-draft workouts in, kind of get your name out there from there, move up to North Dakota, Minnesota. And then um, you take a GA role, grad assistant at Memphis University, and that's where I actually met you. Yeah. Um, some, what were some things that, you know, those G, that GA role included? What were some duties that you had a day-to-day? In other words, yeah. So the it was an interesting uh, it was an interesting transition for me uh, because <laughs> when I uh, when I took the job, I was 27, um, and I already had a, a bachelor's degree, and I already had a master's degree. So I already had uh, I had a master's degree from the University of Minnesota uh, that I got while I was at uh, North Dakota State and Minnesota State Mankato uh, when I was uh, coaching at those two different schools. Um, I was able to uh, obtain a, a master's from the University of Minnesota. So when I got to Memphis, or I got the opportunity. Um, it, it came from the connection I had with Cody Toppert because Cody Toppert and Gannon Baker are are uh, are pretty well connected. They uh, they used to work with each other. Um, so getting connected with Cody um, helped me get the opportunity at Memphis and uh, being able to. Uh, being a big time program like that, you know, around really talented uh, individual players, individual coaches, um, and see how it's all kind of brought together was uh, truly special. Uh, you know, Coach Hardaway does a really, really good job there in Memphis, and um, I think he uh, he doesn't necessarily get the respect that he deserves at times because uh, of how good he has been and how good the team has been. Um, but being able to to just learn how to uh, operate in that space, you know. So whether it's me practicing in, in practice against the players as best as I can, you know, not trying to, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, have so many blow-bys on on scout team stuff like that. Um, so trying my best in, the, in that in that realm, but um, you know, cleaning up the gym, folding the laundry, 
um, helping with scouting reports for Cody if he if he needed help um, putting stuff together. It, it was a variety of roles, helping get helping you know deliver food, helping uh, um, on the road when we're when we have road games and um, you know at home. I mean, there, there's just so many different stuff that, that you can do and stuff that we had to do. And it was interesting because it was it was actually during COVID. Um, so it was a little different um, of an experience, I'm sure, than, you know, what it usually may be at a, uh, a big time school like that in terms of being around. Um, so it was a different experience. But, um, yeah, I mean, you just you put your head down. And for me, I just put my head down and I worked. And, um, you know, we had practice every single day at uh, at 530 uh, when I was for my year that I was there. So we, were, we had to be up at 430 every day, uh, had to be at the gym by 5 a.m., We'd practice at 5.30, you know, we'd be done by, I don't know, 7.30, 8, guys would shoot around. Um, and then you're in the office from, you know, 9 to at least 9 to 5, guys would come back and get more shots up, you know, then you would have to do laundry. And so, I mean, you're putting in 16, 17, 18-hour days, um, yep. you know. So uh, it, it's a great experience uh, for anyone that, that has opportunity to, to, uh, to do that. Um you know, you learn a lot, the good, the bad, and you just try to take away what you can from it. And, um, you know, you're lucky enough to meet good people along the way. So it's, it was a great experience for me. I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. Obviously we, we, uh, we won the NIT that year I was there. So that was a cool experience to be a part of. Um, uh, but it's just, you just, it's just fortunate, it's just, just lucky. And, um, just appreciate the opportunity that, that I got. The thing I love about your, your journey, man, is like, you, you really you you've had to stop at pretty much every level right yeah, yeah. like obviously you had a great advantage to start young which is awesome because yeah. you mentioned the word coaching voice which some guys it takes till they're 24 25 maybe a little bit later to actually yeah. get on, get on the floor and maybe have an opportunity to develop that right yeah. like that, that alone takes time and that where you have the confidence in the way you communicate. That's really yeah. what developing your coaching voice is, right? It's just yeah. having oh, that yeah. confidence to communicate and relay what you got to relay. Well, you got a chance to do that early on. So your clock started quick, man, which is yeah. awesome. And yeah. then you have the added benefit of being at all these different levels. And so, like, you don't realize, realize it now, you know, when you get a chance to become a head coach at some point, like, you're going to – you obviously you'll be appreciative i know you will yeah but you're you've had a your philosophy i think is going to be really clear on what you want to do yeah because you've you've had a chance to to put on a whole different you know bunch of different coaching glasses along the way as far as how you want to see the game right yeah like, sometimes kind of, of have your own lenses to put on like i think it's going to be pretty clear because you know like Doug said, you're going to be taking something from every single one of these experiences, man. So you, mm -hmm. your, your journey is really unique, man. It's very cool. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, like you said, it's, it's, you know, every stop that you go, whether it's myself or another individual, you, you just try to, uh, you just try to learn as much as you can. You know, you try to respond, you try to absorb you, uh, you take in the good, the bad, and it's, it's, uh, it's good for you. You know, it's good for you to, to have that adversity, whether it's, you know, coaches are getting on you because you're messing up or you're making mistakes or you're failing. Like, that's really good. You know, it's, you know, I, I think, I think at times we live in an age where people are afraid to fail. You know, I really do, mm -hmm. whether it's coaches or players or uh, just people in general, you know, so I think being okay to fail and make mistakes is so special and uh, it, it's what makes us human, you know, so I think being able to, to learn from every single coach and every single player that I've been able to uh, be around, it's like I, like you said, hopefully a uh, uh, a special thing for me as I continue to grow in, 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 it will. in this industry. Yeah. Trust me, it, you yeah. will. And, and we had Indiana Westlands coach on here a few weeks back, Greg Tonigal, and yeah. um, fantastic coach. You probably know, you've probably heard of him or maybe even know him, but yeah. he said the greatest thing coaches can do is get your players to be fearless. Yeah. And I love that because like, that kind of goes with what you're saying. Like sometimes guys, whether it's because of, obviously being under a social media microscope or mm -hmm. for whatever reason, you know, it creates Oof. that tiptoe, you know, through the tulips type of mentality sometimes where you don't want to take shots. Absolutely. You don't want to let it rip, you know, and I think the greatest thing you can do as a coach is get those guys to the place where like, Hey man, 
don't worry. You know, Villanova has this phrase in their program. They call it shoot it up and sleep in the streets. Yeah. And their point of saying that is, you know, it has to do with shooting. Yeah. But it has to do with really shooting the ball with conviction is yeah. why they say it. Like, if you're going to shoot it, let it rip. And then live with whatever happens. No doubt. But yeah. live with whatever happens because you had such great conviction with what you did. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love I that. Love, I love that phrase. Like, yeah. And that's something that Jay Wright just drilled into those guys. Yeah. And that's kind of what the point is, right? You, we all want to, regardless of level, man, let, let's get guys to the point where once they cross that line and, and step on the floor, like, they don't – we'll deal with what happens afterwards. Yeah. But, like, I'm going to go do what I'm – I was brought here to do whatever that is, you know, in terms of your role. So absolutely. Absolutely. uh, We tend to steal quotes and and phrases and and, and then spit them back out. So, uh, yeah. So naturally, but we quote our sources. That's one thing we always do. We we cite our sources, man. Nice. Nice. uh, I love that one from Villanova. That's one of my all time favorites. No. And I even had uh, one of my kids, (laughs) I mean, not to get into a full story, but like one of my kids the other day, um, was in a shooting slump in a game and I pulled him aside and I was like, he's putting his head down and he's, he's getting all upset. I'm like, dude, did coach pull you out for shooting that? He's like, no, I'm like, you're over three right now over four. And he still hasn't pulled you out. That should say something about his confidence in you. And yeah. then the next thing you know, he goes in there, you got a little more chip on his shoulder, goes and hits the next shot. I'm like, it's all mental at that point. But, um, but to kind of, to kind of get into the next step. So I want to say one thing real quick before I even ask the next question um, of course, you know, I always try and do a little, a little background research and everything just to be able to kind of talk about it with you. Uh, you move out to Harrogate, Tennessee. Yep. And now, as we mentioned, Lincoln Memorial University. And then one of the first things that pops up on your website is it's a big question. And it's, it's not necessarily your website. It's LMU's website. But it says, what is a rail splitter? Yeah. <laughs> and of course, I had to read about it. Yeah. Because Lincoln Memorial, are the, they're the uh, rail splitters. Yep. And for anybody who doesn't know what it is, because I didn't know what it was looking into it, but it was uh, what it, what Abraham Lincoln called himself in the presidential yeah. election in 1860. I'm like, you guys are still holding on to that one. You That's, gotta right. That's right. Hold you on. Hold it. on to that. <laughs> but um, so at, at this, as we mentioned, you're the assistant now at LMU. What yeah. are some, you know, what are some things that you've been going through your first year there throughout your third year there now? Yeah. Um, what are some things that you've learned throughout the process? Because as we mentioned, it is a powerhouse, powerhouse D2 program. Yeah. So just some experiences there. Yeah, being able to go from uh, from Memphis to here was uh, an, an unbelievable step um, for the fact of like Memphis was a, a, a big time opportunity in terms of uh, of a program. But then you come to I was I was fortunate enough to get an interview, fortunate enough to, to land this job. Um, and we're one of the best division two schools in the country. You know, it's, that's, you know, you can't take that for granted from the jump right there. So um, knowing that coming in my first year, I knew, uh, I knew that there was already a painted target on the back of LMU. Um, and I'm just hopping, hopping on the the train per se of, of that, of that target, you know? So um, being able to be here, you know, my, my, my basketball knowledge has opened up so much, my uh, feel for the game, uh, just because we do a lot of stuff that's uh, just modern day basketball, you know, you see a lot of stuff that Indiana State's doing. Uh, where, where shirts is at, who used to be here at Lincoln Memorial, um, and it's very similar stuff that you see in the NBA uh, in terms of spacing, in terms of actions, in terms of uh, terminology, how we guard on defense, how we do uh, offensively, how we want to create advantages and create that domino effect, and um, you know, so being here for now my third year and. Uh, being under Coach Sam Aripas, who's the, who's been the head coach for for all three, uh, he's been truly unbelievable. You know, he's he's thirty or thirty one years old. I'm thirty. You know, so we're relatively young staff, and to have the the young staff that we do and uh, the energy we have, and um, to be able to keep this thing going in terms of keeping that powerhouse title has been special. Uh, but but the work the work is always there. Like the work's not going to just happen for yourself. Uh, so you have to put the work in and. Um, you know, you learn how teams or you learn how this program kind of operates. In my first year, I, I, I had no idea, you know, so you learn how the program operates and, and what it takes to be really, really good at this level. And, um, you know, so I just try to repeat that every single day uh, and bring my best every single day. We have a we have a slogan uh, 
um, leave the jersey in a better place. Um, you know, so leave the leave the jersey um, in a better place where you found it, whether it's players or coaches. You know, because mm-hmm. this program was built on more than myself, on more than the current players, on more than the current head coach. It was built on so many other individuals before us. Um, so we want to a respect that legacy, um, but we also want to we want to try to improve it and try to win and try to do something that we haven't done here is is win a national championship. You know, so. You know, just, you just put your 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 head down and you work. And uh, I've been fortunate to be here with Coach, and uh, just trying to get better every day. Well, that's the that's the fun challenge, though, man. Like, you know, we got to Ohio State. I was working with Thad Mata, and, and the program was in a kind of a tough spot, and yeah. they had just gotten some sanction, you know, by the NCAA with the violation from the previous coach, and and literally we were just trying to build this you know some consistency confidence first yeah and the guy and the guys coming back and and bonding with them connecting with them but eventually we knew we had turned the corner when people started celebrating when they beat us yeah mm-hmm. yeah and that's when you know you're at a spot right like you've yeah. created you know you're at a, a place that's like okay because if people beat you and they just kind of come to the handshake line and yeah okay Nice yeah. game, you know. Good yeah. luck moving forward. But like, sure. when they got to celebrate and they're jumping around a little bit, and then they come to the handshake line, like it sucks to lose. Yeah. But it's also a reflection yeah. of where your program is because they're kind of now defining themselves by how they play against you. Yeah, hundred percent. So like, so that's a that's when it really gets fun because now you're trying to find ways to sustain that, and you know. Yeah. It's you know it's like chasing a rabbit, but it's it's hard, but it's doable. Yeah, right. And yeah, and then, trying yeah. to keep trying to find ways to get the program better, and you know it probably took a whole year to understand what that target felt like at that place because you kind of stepped into a place that was you know had already kind of been rolling. Already, you're just trying yeah. to you're just trying to leave it even better than you found it. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you and you hit it on that. You 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 hit it perfectly. Is um, you know we've I've been here for three years now. We've and we've lost. I think 13 games in my three years and every every 13 games has been uh has been celebrated teams rushing the floor oh yeah biggest win in school history type of moments and um you know it's it's a blessing for sure to have that opportunity to to feel that type of pain to a certain degree right because you want to be able to you want to feel that type of pain um to hopefully make you better and um you if you have that understanding of you know, you're going to be everyone's Super Bowl. You're going to be everyone's game Absolutely. seven. Like, every single night you step on the floor, I don't care if the team's right behind you in conference or if they're the bottom team, you know? So, like, once you have that realization that you don't have a you don't have a, uh, an opportunity to take a night off, you just don't. Um, and some people or players may never have that type of feeling. So it's, a, it's an appreciation factor of, like, enjoy this type of moment. Enjoy what this brings – yeah, it's because it's hard and it's it's hard to win in in games and life. It's hard to it's hard to win. So just just enjoy that enjoy that uh that opportunity that we have. Yeah, no, people got you circled, man, from the start of the year. So you know, it's like be a free T-shirt night. You know, hey, if we win, everybody gets free tacos. Whatever the hell it sure. is, like for sure, like <laughs> people got your game circled. Yeah, <laughs> let me know what game that is. I'm coming to that free. Taco yeah, night. I mean, since September, man, <laughs> like people yeah. have you the, that game circled. So. You're right. It's a privilege because what happens is you're trying to get the guys to understand the level of of effort, the level of detail, the level of consistency, the the level of bringing your best even when you don't feel like it. Yeah. Like, welcome to life, man. 100%. Like, so they don't realize it now. Guys are going to come back and give you a hug and a handshake you know, down the line, you know, yeah. five, six years from now, they're going to be yeah. like, yo, coach, man, holy crap. Like, I get it now. Yeah. You know, and and, and you know what, what we do, that's, it's worth the wait. Sometimes no it takes 10 years. Yeah. They come back and they got a wife and kids, then it hits them. Yeah. The daily yeah. urgent, the importance of the sense of urgency on the daily, like sure. it's going to hit them at some point. Yeah. But, we, we all wish that was, uh, you know, <laughs> Within the four or five years of eligibility. But yeah, yeah, right. You yeah, right. Or you want to get it on graduation day. Yeah, coach, yeah. man. Thank you. Yeah, no. Nah, I get it now. Got, I get it you now. Got, of you got to wait. 
you know, yeah. sometimes, but it, for what we do, for sure, I don't care if it's 15 years, 20, that weight is worth it, man. Like 100%. those are, those conversations are absolute gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they don't know how kids. they don't know how special it is being at a place like that right now. I, I know they enjoy it, and there's yeah. a level of appreciation, but like, it's really going to set in, you know, as time moves on. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm the first one to admit I was one of those kids. I'm like, <laughs> call my high school coach back. I'm like, I I get it. I get why you. Were doing it. I'm so sorry I ever, you know, I ever said anything. But um, to get into like the next thing, just talking about kind of one just. I guess start out. How long were you, have you been a member of Rising Coaches? Yeah, I've been a member of Rising Coaches for oh man, probably at least eight to ten years, at least. Yeah, yeah, at least. I mean, I think I was at, at least eight years. I knew I was. I knew I was in it when I at least I was twenty two. I'm thirty now, and at, at least eight to ten years for sure. And I know you're even helping, or at least I'm not sure if you still are, but I know you were helping previously on like the content web design um, yeah. side of things as well. Yep. So how'd you get hooked up with that? I mean, just for basically a main reason I'm asking is just so then people listening can also kind of maybe if, if there's something in the future, they can always be connected with us. But how'd you get hooked up with that and then kind of learn to be able to do all that as well? Yeah, it was. Uh, and for me, and as you guys probably know, up to this point, it's it's all about bringing value. So, you know, how, how much value can I bring um, where I don't um, diminish the other work that I have to do or stretch myself too thin? Because I think that's important too, because you got to take care of your mental. Um, so being able to bring value is something that I want to continue to do. Uh, and Rising Coaches was an opportunity and a platform that I think uh, was a great step for me to do that because I got to reach a lot of people and, and still get to learn and, and be a sponge, like I've said. And um, so being able to work with Matt Gordon uh, and Brandon Rosenthal, uh, who uh, who are all you know all about rising coaches, and um, you could you know kind of started that thing off, and um, I got connected with them, and and it was just me volunteering my time. You know, how, what can I do to help you uh, be the better you? What can I do to take stuff off your plate so you can be more effective to a thousand coaches and reach more of a platform for for them? You know, so. Uh, it wasn't necessarily ever about me and, and trying to just create this seven-page resume because it's not about that. Uh, it's it's more about uh, just trying to make my job uh, easier and, and, and help someone else. Uh, and that's all I wanted to do. And um, Brandon and Matt uh, uh, helped me with that. And um, um, I was just fortunate to uh, uh, just work with them and, and, and help put stuff on the website and uh, whether it's, you know, speaker, uh, speakers like this or um, content that was online that they had articles about, um, just being able to uh, put stuff on online and, and get it out to as many people as possible, um, even the newsletter that we created during that time. And um, it was all self-taught. It was all self-learned. I just, I just you know, put stuff in YouTube and try to sit there and learn and um, try to just, again, bring the most value that I could. Yeah, and I feel like it all goes for full circle at some point because I even I did very briefly for a little stint a couple of years ago. I want to say it was probably like man, three years ago uh, yeah. when I was a grad assistant. I even did some cut ups for the Instagram. Um, you know, yeah. like basically would take their member spotlights that they used to do, cut them up, help them put on Instagram and all that. And then I mean, ultimately it boiled into where I'm st- sitting now and being <laughs> able to talk with guys like you, being able to talk with a mage over here on a day to day basis. I always say he can't get away from me half the time. Literally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's literally. And I'm not but complaining. I mean, I'm not complaining though. This dude is this dude's big time, Tyler, as you already know. But yeah. Um, but it's yeah. it's always it's just fun because all of this came full circle. You know, you were doing the content web design. I was doing some of the uh, little content on, on behind the scenes, and now both of us are, you know, we're moving up in the ranks and it it's just going to show how it's progressing throughout the years. For sure. Um but like for you. Before we get into our final segment, I guess the last thing I have is what's the next thing on your goal ladder for in, in coming years, in the long term, in longevity here? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, first and foremost, uh, I want to be a head coach someday. I think that's a, a, an opportunity of, uh, of something that I, that I want to accomplish. Um, but I know I still have a lot to learn, and, and, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with learning and, and continuing to learn from a lot of other people. So uh, first and foremost, I just want to be uh, where my feet are and, and stay in this opportunity as, as long as I can. And because um, I think, um, you know, when you start start looking outside of, you know, 
where you could or where you could end up or should end up. I, I think it, you get kind of foggy a little bit. Your mind gets a little yeah. foggy. So um, I definitely just want to stay where, where I'm where I'm at and stay grounded. Um, and, um, you know, I think the opportunity I have here at LMU is, is so special and I don't take that for granted. Um, yeah. You know, I'm so lucky to – uh, to be here for, for, you know, my third year and hopefully, you know, years beyond that. Um, but for me, but at the same time, you know, you want to, you want to continue to grow and challenge yourself. And I think, you know, it's, it's continuing to put myself in the right position to whether I get a division one job or I, I get a different opportunity, you know, you, you just never know. Um, so I, yeah. I, think, I think staying where my feet are is just gonna, uh, is just gonna help me benefit no matter where I go and, uh, whatever, um, you know, whatever journey is next for me, for sure. Love it, man. Well said. Yeah. Well said, um, man. So what we'll do is we'll cut to the final segment part, and it is, in other words, we just shoot you three questions, um, yeah. kind of quick quick questions, quick answers, but really all it is is just people to kind of learn a little bit more about you. And then the final question, at the, the fourth question at the very end, we'll wrap it all up and, and get moving from there. But um, – the first one is what is an essential part of your day-to-day -day routine, your daily routine? Ooh, an essential part of my day-to-day. Non-negotiable. Uh, non there, there are two things. The, the first thing is my gratitude journal. Um, uh, I have a gratitude journal that I do every single morning. I wake up and uh, I write what I'm grateful for. I think uh, writing things that you're grateful for keeps you appreciative of, of what you have in life and what you uh, may not have, you know, and, um, there are a lot of people that have, um, you know, less and more than I do. And I, I just try to stay fortunate for, for where I'm at. And my gratitude journal is something that, that helps me uh, stay grounded, whether it's my health, my family, uh, my girlfriend, uh, my job, this program, my head coach. Uh, so got to stay grateful and stay grounded um, to that. And then uh, the other thing is um, I would probably say, uh, an essential thing of my day to day, um, would probably be asking myself, you know, did I, did I do the best that I could today? Did I, did I max out today? Um, you know, before I leave the office, did I do everything I could to help the program, to help the individuals in the program, to help the other coaches? Um, and if I do, then I can, you know, that I can be satisfied with the, with the work that I did. And, uh, if I didn't, I think I, it's, you know, being able to try to bring more value. Um, so, those are, are two special things to me of of making sure I do the right thing on a day to day, and then uh, obviously taking care of my mental and my gratitude journal is important to me as well. Do you get media trained out there at LMU? I don't. I, I actually media. don't. I, uh, <laughs> I haven't been media. That wasn't trained. a question either. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's a hell of an answer. He covered all the aspects. No, of that's it. big time. Yeah. Big time. For a very general question, that was a, that was a nice broad answer. That was perfect. Um, and then where do you go for fresh inspiration or fresh knowledge? Like, is there anywhere specific? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say I uh, I try to talk to Scott Savore, who I mentioned earlier in the podcast. He's a yep. he's a special, special human being that if people don't know, they need to get connected with him. Um, like I said, he, he works with un, uh, his own business, Uncommon Competitor. Um, and uh, just just really special. He I mean, he has so many nuggets and, and sound bites and things of – uh, of, you know, inspiration, motivation that uh, I think could really help anyone, whether it's coaches or people in business. And uh, so I talk to him a lot. I consider him a friend and a mentor that I, that I you know, rely on a lot. And um, outside of that, it's just being able to read, whether it's reading books or listening to podcasts. Um, and then I'm a big, uh, I'm a big actually a ask a lot of questions type of individual. I think the more questions you can ask and the less answers you have is, is something that, uh, will take you far in life um, and not necessarily even financially, just in terms of, you know, relationally and uh, and being a good individual. I think, you know, if you can ask more questions and then give more answers, I think you're going to uh, do some good things in life. So I, 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 no joke, this was the next question and you literally just almost touched on it. And I was getting nervous. I was like, please don't go into it. Um, so you, you mentioned books, books or anything like, is there any books in particular? Because so what I've been doing and I'm not over here t texting, I'm, I'm over here. I, I always open up my little notes pad because I always love this question for yeah. fresh books, fresh inspiration. But like, are there any books for you um, that you would recommend to people, whether it's better help as a coach or just better help as an individual? There's so many books out there. Um, I've gotten more into like podcast and not necessarily podcasts, but more into like audio books just because I've 
uh, traveling a lot and being in the car, yeah. but oh, so many books, so many books. I would say probably The Power of Positivity is a special one for me. Um, okay. I read, I've probably read that one five or six times through um, just because it's so – It's. I mean, better for, for a better lack of words, it's so powerful. You know, I think positivity is such a is such a unique thing in our world, and um, being able to bring that that positivity, and it's not necessarily having to bring fake positivity, but always looking at things, you know, with the glass half full, and um, looking at life as a as an opportunity in a in a in a cherishing moment. I think you know, so uh, I really yeah. try to give that book to as many people as I can, and, and spread the word about it because I think it's it's super good. I wrote it down. I'm always trying to add to that list. I got a, I got yeah. you know one or two on there already. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm just kind of becoming one of those nerds now with book nerds. But yeah. Um, final question that at least I have is yep. for you, if you had to narrow down into one piece, what's the best piece of advice for young rising coaches, and then um, how can they accomplish that? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, one of my favorite quotes, um, it, it goes like this: It goes, "Those that dance the dance of life appear insane to those who can't hear the music." Uh, I'll say that again. Those that dance the dance of life uh, appear insane to those who can't hear the music. Um, that quote's special to me. Uh, I think it's. Uh, um, I think it kind of touches on a lot of different aspects in life and in coaching. Um, that uh, you know, if you want to get into coaching, you you have to think differently. You have to bring a lot of value, um, and it's not necessarily um, you know, it's not necessarily like. You know what can what can uh, what can you do for me more more or less than you know what value can I bring with nothing in return and not have any expectations and and not expect to get this job or to get that contact or to make this amount of money and um, when you can lessen your expectations, um, life will will open up for you. You'll your, your eyes will get brighter. You'll see things differently. In my opinion, um, yeah, you know, being able to have less expectations and bring that value to people. Um, and be okay with the result, you know, be okay with if things happen and if they don't happen and, uh, you know, you trust the man above to, to keep you on the right track. And, um, you know, you just stay fortunate to, to be waking up every day, you know? So I think for me, it's, um, you know, trying to remember that and just bring value every single day you can. And the thing I love about what you just said is somebody dancing to, uh, with no apparent music that's audible appears crazy. Yeah. yeah. And we're all in this profession yep. we're all a little crazy let's call yeah, it for what it is <laughs> but be at peace with being crazy yeah 100%. right because because part of that crazy is taking shots that don't make sense to anybody absolutely right? yes and yeah. then that's what we want to make our players feel is be yeah. fearless about taking those shots as yeah. well literally sometimes yep. taking those yeah. shots yeah. um but you know with us it's taking life shots now in this profession yeah. so yeah um, yeah, somebody dancing with no music would on the to the naked eye. It's like, what the hell, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But just be at peace with looking crazy and appearing yeah. crazy to the masses. Because if you're at peace with it, then so be it. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, there's a uh, there's a lot of people uh, in this world and on Earth, and uh, there's no reason to be average. You know, there's no reason to want to settle for being average. You know, so. Uh, to be to be extraordinary, to be different, you maybe have to be crazy. You maybe have to do things out of the box that um, you know some people may not resonate with. But um, if you want you know things on you know things on the top shelf in life, you gotta you gotta do stuff a little different. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. I mean, when we've ended up in the middle of double overtime games, there's people that would die yeah. to feel to feel what we feel. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, the, oh yeah. That, you know, win it, lose it, whatever. But just the in the heat of it, mm -hmm. two teams going at it, yeah. players laying it all on the line. Like, come on, like special, that, special. Yeah, that that's so. You know, we say it out here all the time, man. We're the lucky ones. So, yeah. But uh, but hey, man, your journey is awesome. I, I love it. Um, mm -hmm. You're 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 gonna probably sooner than you think. You're gonna start crafting. If you haven't started already, you're probably yeah. going to start putting your own philosophy together in terms of like how you see the game, because basically it's it's going to be your recipe. Yeah. You know, and you've been basically stealing and hijacking from everywhere you've been like a <laughs> yeah. little bit of, you know, yeah. pinch, of, pinch of this, dash of that, cup of this, 
half cup of that. No and, doubt. Um, it, it's that that part's really fun. So you're if you're not in that journey, you're probably going to be in it really soon. But um, this is great, man. We really appreciate appreciate you being on. No, man, I yeah. thank you guys, and I, I appreciate you guys for the opportunity to talk. And uh, most importantly, just give back, give back to the uh, uh, whatever knowledge I can pass on, or whatever people can learn from me, or whoever it is. And um, you know, I'm just I'm fortunate to be to to be able to talk to you guys and and uh, talk hoops, talk life, and 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 talk appreciation. I think that's valuable. No, no doubt. That's Doug. I mean, I, I guess I can speak for Doug, but that's our motivation for doing this. I mean, we're yeah. just trying to, you know leave the profession in a you know one percent better place than we found it you know yeah. with this with this platform and rising coaches is was already special we're just trying to add to it you know yeah. whatever way we can so no doubt uh, no doubt but this has been fun brother we appreciate it yeah yes sir and that does it for another episode of the rising coaches podcast again tyler slick thank you very much for sharing everything um i'm your host doug caputo Alongside Alan Major, keep working, keep rising, coaches. Take care. Video analysis is expensive, and your budget probably isn't getting much bigger. Fulcrum Tech is here to help. Used by basketball teams at all levels, from Division I all the way to high school, their Angles product is very similar to what you know and allows you to code, capture, and analyze with ease. All you have to do is import the raw video and synergy with just the click of a mouse. Over the past two years, over 60% of Division I teams in conferences such as the SEC, Pac-12, American, NBC, and A-10, just to name a few, have made the postseason, all while using Fulcrum Tech and saving thousands and thousands of dollars compared to their old companies. Reach out to Fulcrum Tech on X at Fulcrum Tech or their sales at sales at fulcrumtech.com. Just shoot them over an email and be sure to mention if you are a Rising Coaches member. Do more, spend less with Fulcrum Tech. I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in with us this episode. If you are not a member, want more content, or even be a potential member on our member spotlight to have your story heard, go visit risingcoaches.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Rising Coaches. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating, and review so we can continue to keep rising together.